DeAndre Hopkins to the Ravens rumors are officially back. We talk about the latest on DeAndre Hopkins and how he could be potentially laying the groundwork for some future play with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens down the line or even in the near future. All that and more coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Wire. We're here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for being here with us today on Locked on Ravens. Making us your first listen every day or free and available anywhere you get your podcasts, all podcasting platforms, also in YouTube on video form. So whether you are an everydayer, you listen to the show every single day, or if it's your first time in, or if you're somewhere in between, welcome in here or welcome back to the show. As we have Ravens content five days per week on this channel or an audio form if you're there as well as the same show both audio and video you're not missing out on anything no matter where or how you watch slash listen so ravens news analysis updates anything ravens we have it here for you if you're tired of that lamar jackson national narrative the local perspective is here unlocked on ravens so be sure to subscribe on youtube like the video and follow along in audio form wherever you get those podcasts but here today, storylines just keep popping up for the Ravens. Obviously, it was a big day yesterday, the first day of OTAs for the Ravens. And we'll be breaking down a few takeaways based off of a couple of videos. There's no media availability till tomorrow. So once those come out, obviously, we'll be talking about what players, coaches had to say. But the Ravens posted a couple of clips, and, and some people had some very reactive takes from that video. So we'll get into that. We'll also get into who was and wasn't there, including one Lamar Jackson. So if you don't know where Lamar was or was not, be sure to stay tuned for that second segment. In the first segment, though, Desiree Hopkins' rumors are back. <laughs> he, went on, he went on I Am Athlete, the podcast, and talked a bit about his future. And if it's not in Arizona, where would it be? And the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, got brought up, as did others. Other quarterbacks did as well. But everybody loved my DeAndre Hopkins shows I did before the draft. So hopefully, you know, everybody loves this one too. But we'll talk about how DeAndre Hopkins could potentially be laying some future groundwork for a future with the Baltimore Ravens and playing with Lamar Jackson, whether it is in the near future or down the line. And then finally, in our last part of the show, we'll be talking a bit about Josh Johnson and the NFL adapting a three-quarterback rule. So we'll talk about what that means for the Ravens and how it actually could impact their training camp, their preseason, and their positional battles moving forward. So with all that being said, we'll dive into the first part of the show. DeAndre Hopkins, the headliner here for sure on the show today. Now again, as I, as I just talked about, DeAndre Hopkins went on I Am Athlete and talked with Brandon Marshall and had a lot of stuff to say, but I think there was a lot of intriguing stuff with him and his future is, I feel like it's so up in the air where you don't really know what's going to happen with him because Arizona right now, it's just, it, they're, they're a couple years away and that's probably putting it pretty nicely. I mean, this is kind of a lost year for them, depending on when Kyler Murray comes back. So the rumors before the draft obviously were, Oh, well, Deandre Hopkins could get moved. Is it, is it Baltimore? Is it Kansas city? Is it Buffalo? Well, Hopkins was asked about uh, again, a plethora of different topics and about playing with Lamar Jackson, he was asked about those rumors about Lamar's reported request to, you know, get Odell and DeAndre into Baltimore. 
And he said, quote, I love Lamar Jackson, talked a bit about him and then said, quote, obviously he's one of the greats and I would be lying to sit here and say it wouldn't be an honor one day to play with a great guy and a great quarterback like Lamar. And said, you know, he's been a fan of him, watched him when he was playing at Louisville against Clemson, which is DeAndre Hopkins went to Clemson. This is all modern. So there is some connection there. And hey, you know what? It's a very encouraging answer for the DeAndre Hopkins truthers, and I, I am definitely one of them. I, I love DeAndre Hopkins. Now, what this means in actuality is, look, he wasn't just asked about Lamar. You know, he talked about Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and it's actually he was asked about what he desires on his next team. So it feels like he's on the way out in some way, shape or form, whether it is soon or a couple years down the line. He says he wants a quarterback that loves the game, brings everyone on board with them. A great defense. He said defense wins championships, got to have a great D line and stable management. Cause he says he's been through four general managers and Hey, you know what? That, that sounds like Lamar Jackson. And that sounds like the Ravens organization. So if he wants a stable organization, he wants a quarterback who has his team rallied around him and, and gets his guys to believe, you know, Lamar Jackson fits that bill as do other guys, you know, other guys across the league do fit that bill as well. But again, glowing remarks about Lamar and those other quarterbacks, but DeAndre Hopkins is someone who obviously would make this offense so dangerous. I wouldn't expect anything to happen this year. Honestly, this might be something where, Oh, you know, the Odell situation, how does that play out? is maybe next offseason do they replace Odell with DeAndre Hopkins because now a, li a little background on DeAndre Hopkins and again if you listen to those shows before the draft we did talk about this if you were if you're an everyday or did tune into those but DeAndre Hopkins is turning 31 in a couple days you know early June it's late May right now so he's turning 31 soon has two years left on his contract but the potential out he had one this year and there's going to be another next year. Next year feels like the right time for Arizona to move on. Just, you know, personally for me, how it would work out in terms of the dead cap and salary cap hit and such, he would have a $19 million cap hit for a team that trades for him. It's a $19 million base salary for 2023, a $14 million base salary for 2024. Now it doesn't make a ton of sense for Arizona to move on this year, especially, you know, if they cut him, he has a $30 million cap, $30, 30 million cap hit, excuse me, for Arizona and the dead cap would be 22 million so look they, they would save in that situation about eight or so million dollars but next year that cap hit goes down to 26 million for arizona and there would only be 11 million in dead cap if they were to release him so it just feels like next year would be the right year for arizona to move on to i guess maximize the cap savings if you want to go that far i mean there's not they're not really i personally i don't think they're playing for a ton this year so if they want to just shoulder that dead cap now Maybe they could. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert on their cap situation right now, but it's just, I don't know. It, it feels like they're just not going to compete this year. I think Kyler Murray, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that much. But I think you, you still can compete with him in the right situation. I, I just don't know if that's in Arizona. It's a new coach, new management. I don't know if Kyler Murray's even there. I think Arizona could be headed for a full-scale teardown, especially after trading out of that third spot and getting the first round pick for next year from Houston. You have a couple of young pieces you like, but maybe you just hit the almost full reset button. In that case, a either 31 or 32 year old wide receiver comes on the market here. And whether that's by trade or by just him getting released in Baltimore signs him, there's an opportunity there and him saying that stuff, it does lay the groundwork. Now, again, as I said, and I'll say it again, it was, it was not just Lamar Jackson that DeAndre Hopkins was talking about. 
But the fact that the Ravens have been in on DeAndre Hopkins, Spencer Schultz, who, who joins me all the time here on the show, talks about this, and, and he's made this point where the Ravens seem to fall in love with a guy, and if they don't get him the first time, it seems like they you know, pursue, pursue, pursue until they go. Like Yannick Ngakwe, those rumors were kind of – they were fluctuating for a couple of years before they actually went out there and get got him. OBJ was someone who even, you know, when he got released from Cleveland, there was, I, I think there was reported interest. I don't know how real that was. I don't know if the reports are true or not, but there, there were rumblings that, oh, maybe Baltimore could be a landing spot there. So you have all these rumblings with these players and then some way or another, some of them find their way to the Ravens. And so for DeAndre Hopkins, that could be a move where, you know, not to bring up this memory, because I know it, it haunts a lot of Ravens fans, but back in 2019, when DeAndre Hopkins, you know, was was on the outs in Houston and got traded to Arizona, the Ravens were the team that he really could have gone to. But I think Houston didn't want to trade him in the conference, or that was the report. So they traded him to Arizona for Houston got absolutely fleeced in that deal, by the way. It was a second in David Johnson, I think it was. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that was not great. But. Baltimore was so close and it's it's that like oh the the almost Ravens first team which we talk about here you know Darius Slay is on that list and it's like oh well oh look you know the Ravens got Odell and he was someone who could have been on that all rate almost Ravens first team but he wasn't DeAndre Hopkins is someone who the Ravens have pursued before they, they seem to really like him and maybe this is an opportunity for them to go out there and get him now again if it comes down to a trade it's which team offers the best trade package what are you trading for a 31 or 32 year old wide receiver when maybe Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers have taken leaps. Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. has worked out and they re-sign him and avoid the, the dead cap charge based off the void years. So maybe there's not even a need or room for DeAndre Hopkins on this roster, but there's no doubt there, there is absolutely no doubt that adding DeAndre Hopkins to this room. I mean, even if it is in with Odell and in with Rashad Bateman and with Zay Flowers, that's a heck of a quartet where you kind of look at it and you say, who who are you matching up with, especially with Mark Andrews? And that is, again, still prioritizing getting weapons on board for Lamar Jackson. So I think that this is this is an intriguing comment from him. Again, it's just a comment. You know, I don't think you can you can be too serious about it, but I don't think it's necessarily nothing. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins sat there and just lied throughout the entire interview. You know, he's, he, again, had a lot to say about Josh Allen, a lot to say about Lamar. A lot to say about other quarterbacks. So it's not like the Ravens are, you know, all of a sudden guaranteed. <laughs> they're not guaranteed to get DeAndre Hopkins here. But very interesting comments from DeAndre Hopkins is someone who I know a lot of Ravens fans, in, including myself, who, who, you know, has covered this team for enough time to say that, you know, going through those early Lamar years with, you know, the, the Seth Roberts of the world, the, the Sammy Watkins of the world. And even, you know, we know this team's wide receiver problem goes back a while here outside of the the Anquan Boldens, Derek Masons, the Steve Smiths, in those signings that you just you wish they worked out like a Crabtree or a Macklin or a Wallace. I, I liked Mike Wallace personally and, and those other names, Des Bryant. But DeAndre Hopkins is someone who I know some people think he's he's washed and you know can't he's gonna get injured. But I don't know. I still think DeAndre Hopkins is an incredible receiver in this league. And even if it's next year, you know, maybe we'll see it based off of these comments, but we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. Coming up, though, in our second part of the show, we're diving into some takeaways from OTAs, talking about Lamar Jackson and whether he was there or not, what that means is that progresses, and also talking a bit about what we saw and some tidbits we can take away from the Ravens' videos that they put out 
on social media. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to dive into on the show. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers are going to no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, and I, <laughs> I'm excited today, the Denver Nuggets, they, they sweep the Los Angeles Lakers. They head to their first ever NBA Finals. Me, me being a lifelong Nuggets fan, it's, it's a surreal feeling, a surreal experience. It, it, it was, you know, honestly, an, an incredible night watching that team make history. And then four more wins, job's not finished. But if you want to get early and, and betting on that Heat Celtics series, that game tonight, if you're betting on Jimmy Butler sweeping the Celtics or betting on Jason Tatum to give the Celtics a game, be sure to do it over at FanDuel. They have great promotions every day. Safe and secure app, and you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're back here. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostraker still here with you talking Ravens football. And I'll spare you the Nuggets talk. I will. They, they again, advance to the NBA Finals. But this show's about the Ravens. It's about the Ravens. So we'll get into OTA talk. The first day of OTAs was yesterday, May 22nd. And, again, there's been a lot made about Lamar Jackson. Will Lamar Jackson be there? It's been, you know, all the all these storylines, all these headlines, and all the questions, really, about, oh, is Lamar going to be there? He was reportedly not there the first day of OTAs. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to be there for the remainder. There are plenty of opportunities, again, OTAs pick back up on Wednesday, Thursday as well, May 24, 25. So there are opportunities. You know, again, reports came out that he's going to be there this week. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be there on the first day. So there's an opportunity for Lamar still to show up. I still believe he will. You know, we'll see what happens. But Lamar was not there for the first day. I know, again, that rubbed people the wrong way. I will say what I have said. And if you're an everyday, you know this. I'm not I'm not losing sleep over it. You know, I'm just not. So Lamar was not there. That was a big storyline. But the Ravens put out some videos about, you know, just a workout video. They showed some highlights from the first day drills and, and some things like that. Obviously, you know, they're, they're not going to show too much. And, you know, first day of OTAs, and I, I don't think doing too, too much. But there was a lot of players that you spotted, you know, and it was it was a video. The football's back. You get, you're getting excited here. The video featured Rashad Bateman, Patrick Queen, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely, David Ajabo, Morgan Moses, Marcus Williams, Charlie Kohler. I mean, there were guys putting in work. It was it was an, it was exciting to kind of see these guys fly around the football field here, albeit you know <laughs> less than a minute video, or at least right around a minute. But some of the things and, and people, <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway people, well, there was excitement, but then the biggest thing was the highlight for Isaiah Likely was him catching a, a deep pass. It, it looked like over David Ajabo and Ajabo wasn't really in the vicinity. He was more so chasing and everyone's like, Oh my, oh, David Ajabo on Isaiah likely. <laughs> what are you doing? And it, it almost reminds me back. It was either, it was two years ago or last year. I can't remember when it was, but when Justin Houston was dropping back into coverage and again, he only did it like literally, I think twice the year I'm thinking of, I can't, I, I can't remember what year it was, but everyone's like, why are you dropping Justin Houston back into coverage? Why are you doing it again? OTAs, training camp, all these off-season workouts and activities are a way to figure out where these guys can fit. If a guy has a skill set that you, you just literally do not know about as an organization, as a coaching staff, and they they show it to you, you, you do it in training camp. You don't do it in the games. You do it in OTAs. You don't do it in the games, right? That's what you do. The Ravens have an outside linebacker that can cover in Tyus Bowser. They even have another guy in Trenton Simpson who I've talked about who is, you know, 
I guess the position he is is inside linebacker, but he can play outside and he can cover. He's very fluent in coverage. So maybe, maybe I'd like to see Trent Simpson in there over David Ajabo in that situation. But again, I'm not putting stock into this video where I'm saying we're going to see David Ajabo drop back into coverage for a hundred snaps this year. I, I don't think we're going to see that, but Rashad Bateman in the limited time that we saw him on the video looked explosive in some of the drills say flowers looked explosive too he seemed like someone and we know the route running we've seen it but you know you kind of see marcus williams patrick queen flying around the field as well so that was really nice to see but a big part of this was bateman's just overall presence on the field because obviously bateman ended up having that season ending foot surgery that ended his year prematurely but he was back on the field for the first day of otas which was incredible, honestly, to, to see him back on the field, I think is a, a sight for sore eyes for many different Ravens fans and getting him back on the field is huge, especially because of what he can bring as, you know, what I think is the number two wide receiver on this team. And even if he has a great year, I, th I think people kind of mention Odell as like the, the de facto number one guy because he's the veteran. He has the experience. And look, I think he's earned that right. But hasn't played in a year. I think for Bateman, who was asked to be that number one guy for the Ravens last season, there's an opportunity to maybe co-share some number one wide receiver duties. And again, who's number one, who's number two? It doesn't really matter if everybody's producing and contributing. I think Zay Flowers is definitely number three at this point. Then you can have conversations about, oh, is it Devin DuVernay or Nelson Aguilar at four? And that's like the four or five battle. And then if you're, if you're keeping six, who's six? But getting Bateman back on that field early, I, I think it's really important, and I think it's a big deal for the Ravens, especially at this stage in the offseason where you're not necessarily waiting until training camp. But there wasn't necessarily a, a ton to get into over the course of, of yesterday's OTAs. Again, it, it was the first day. Lamar wasn't there. So I, I, I guess, honestly, that was the biggest storyline because it, it got picked up by people. And again, it was the same stuff we talked about. We talked about it with Kajis Mail on Friday. It was the same Oh, you know, he he's not a leader and, you know, why isn't he there? But again, it, it, it's something that's not a huge deal necessarily to me where if he's there this week, awesome. If he's not, well, you know, I, it, you're not losing sleep over that personally, or at least I'm not. I know I know some people are, but I, I, I'm not personally. So for Baltimore, I, I think that as we continue to progress over the course of the next couple of days, couple of weeks into OTAs, and as we get media availability, we'll start to hear from some of these guys. I, I know that a lot of people are excited to hear more from Odell if he's there. I think that's somebody. I think getting to hear from Marlon Humphrey is always a treat <laughs> just because of the, the personality that he is. Hearing from, you know, guys like Rafael and David Ajabo was really cool. I, I think because they spoke at football school, probably won't speak. At OTAs, maybe that's more training camp. But hearing from John Harbaugh, I'm really excited to see if Todd Munkin and Mike McDonald speak again. But there are a lot of players on this team that have very – they're very smart people. They're very smart football players. And to me, you can't just have all this physical talent. you got to know the game. you got, you got to be around the game. And the Ravens have – again, I think it's a nice balance of veterans and younger guys. So th this is something to me where OTAs are – just the early days of, of getting ready for the, the season, making, you know, new friendships, building camaraderie with coaches and players, new guys on the team potentially. So I think when, you know, when talking about Lamar, that's why people are so up in arms. You know, you, you got to get there, especially, especially this offseason with Todd Munkin in a whole new offensive system. It's different from last offseason. 
I actually don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that where like it is a different situation with Greg Roman and, and kind of doing new things here and there, but it's not a new offense versus Todd Munkin. But I disagree with the fact that it's going to make or break the Ravens season and cost them a Super Bowl if he's not there. So we'll see if he shows up Wednesday or Thursday. But for now, Lamar not there. The Ravens putting out a video. And uh, just good to see those guys running around on the field. And I'm excited for the year for sure. But coming up in the last part of the show here, we'll be diving into Josh Johnson, the Ravens signing him, and the NFL's new policy on three quarterbacks. So be sure to stay tuned and watch dive into on Locked On Ravens. We're back here. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostreger here on Taco Tuesday with you again. Thank you so much for all the support tuning in here today and any day you've tuned in. If this is your first time, welcome. You know, I am appreciative of you coming here. If you're an everyday, I appreciate your support over the days, weeks, months, years, however long it's been for you. This is 992, episode 992 for me. I record five days a week. I've not missed a show ever since August of 2019. So it's been a crazy run here. I appreciate everybody. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow along in audio form as well. And like the video on YouTube too. That that helps out a lot. And if you have a comment, you know, be sure to comment down below on YouTube. That, that that'd be great if you did. But now let's dive into the Ravens transaction from yesterday signing Josh Johnson. Well, there were actually two. The Ravens signed Josh Johnson and they waived Dalen Hayes. Now, Josh Johnson. Journeyman guy, this is Josh Johnson's third stint with the Ravens. He's played for an NFL record 14 different teams and actually last played in the NFC Championship game with the 49ers, which we will talk about in a couple of minutes because it has a lot to do with the NFL's new rule. But Josh Johnson is someone who, fun fact, actually threw Rashad Bateman his first touchdown pass. He played, he was the starter for the Ravens in that Cincinnati game where everybody was either injured or, or COVID where Tyler Huntley got COVID. I think what was it like the, the day before the game he was placed on the COVID list and Josh Johnson had to come and, you know, yeah, he hadn't played and he'd been, he'd been on the practice squad for like two weeks or something and he had to play. And I thought hung around in the first quarter a little bit more, but Cincinnati just dominated that game overall. This is something though, that actually with the timing of the NFL's new rule, which is, now the NFL is going to allow teams to keep three quarterbacks active on game day. It's like the, the emergency third quarterback rule. The NFL actually had something like this before. I think ended up getting rid of it. Now it's back here. And this stems from the game that Josh Johnson played in where the 49, you know, Brock Purdy had the, the UCL injury and the 49ers effectively played the game without a quarterback because he had to, you know, the, he had to labor through that. It was just, it was a terrible situation where a lot, a lot of fans complained about how that game went. Now, the way this works for the NFL is you, you now get the ability for these teams to have an emergency third guy. So you're not put in that situation because granted that Eagles game, the 49ers Eagles championship game was not a good game. You know, it wasn't a game that I would watch again <laughs> because the, the play was just so awful from San Francisco because they did not have, a quarterback. So this allows teams to not be in that dilemma in that situation. It's unfortunate it happened that way for San Francisco, but you know, remember the story John Harbaugh told uh, after the, well, it was far after, but that Cleveland game, Lamar Jackson comes back the, uh, the toilet games, people could the cramps game and, you know, Trace McSorley gets injured and Lamar is like, Oh, Lamar's already out. So what are you going to do here? And, you know, you have Willie Sneed. John Harbaugh told the story. It's like Willie Sneed warming up to be the third quarterback here. But then Lamar comes out, saves the day. The rest is history. Now with that new rule, you're not going to be put in that situation where you have to have – well, if all three quarterbacks get injured and they're active, then, yeah, you're going back to that for, like, the fourth guy. But 
Now you can have three quarterbacks active and it's not going to count against your game day roster where usually it's, you have 46 players. It can be expanded now to 47. If that extra player is a quarterback and actually a, a wrinkle in this whole thing is according to field Yates is part of the rule. The third quarterback must be on the team's 53 man roster and is not allowed to play unless there is an injury. So you, you can't, bench two quarterbacks for you know like they they play terribly you can't bench the two guys for the emergency third one there have to be actual injuries so again i guess if you want to look at look at workarounds for that like you could say oh like not that the ravens would ever bench lamar but um, unless it's like very late 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 in the fourth quarter and after the ravens are up big or down big but let's just use the ravens as the example and Lamar plays really poorly. He's oh, Lamar, you know, is his knees feeling sore? You know, he's he's injured. And then let's say Tyler Huntley's the second guy. And you say, oh, well, Tyler Huntley's elbow's hurting a little bit. But really, it's like, oh, they could go out there and play. I'm sure there'll be some workarounds. The NFL might have to iron that out. But you, you can't have the guy be on the practice squad and then be called up. At least my understanding of the rule, maybe it is different, but my understanding of the rules, you can't have the guy on the practice squad, have him be a call up and then play. The guy has to be on the 53 man roster. So that actually me, it is significant for the Ravens because all my roster projections for Baltimore have been with two quarterbacks. It's been Lamar Jackson. It's been Tyler Huntley with this third quarterback. And I think the reason the Ravens went out there and made this move for Josh Johnson, one, I just think, you know, he's a veteran guy. It's a low risk move. It's not, you know, he's not signing to a, fit, a Lamar Jackson type deal here. It, you have the experience in the organization. If you're Josh Johnson, you've played with these guys before, or at least some of them. So it's, it's, a, it's not like a terrible move or anything, but I think what this gives you is now a, third quarterback competition because I think the Ravens will want to have this and take advantage of this rule. I think, you know, it'll cost us somewhere else, maybe a corner, maybe a defensive lineman, maybe an inside linebacker, an offensive lineman, et cetera. That's not ideal personally, but if, if you want to have a quarterback battle for that third spot, it's Anthony Brown, the young guy that shows promise first Josh Johnson. And then whoever loses that battle Ideally, you would get on the practice squad to be a fourth emergency, emergency, emergency quarterback. Like, that's the guy that, oh, well, if everybody goes down and the actual emergency quarterback is injured, you're still confident. Because, look, all four of those guys, obviously, Lamar Jackson is the guy I feel most confident in. Like, Lamar is the team. Lamar is the guy you want playing on the field every Sunday. But if something happens in Lamar, it's Tyler Huntley is the next guy. If Tyler Huntley can't do it, it's it's either Anthony Brown or Josh Johnson. And out of all of those guys, like I would feel, I don't, I don't know if confidence is the right word. I would feel okay. Like I wouldn't feel like the world is ending. Like it, obviously if Lamar's not in there, it's a huge issue. And the, the ceiling and the floor of the Ravens go way, 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 way down. There, there's, there's no question about it, but I don't think those guys are the worst backups in the league. Like you, you kind of look around the league and you're saying, Oh, well, I don't know if I'd want this guy as a backup. I, I think the Ravens want to go out there, get guys to fit their system. I think Josh Johnson has shown that. And I think even with the switch up from Greg Roman to Todd Munkin, Josh Johnson can play in that system. So again, not a move that is one. It's going to absolutely, oh, the Ravens signed Josh Johnson, then win the Super Bowl. That's not that type of move, unfortunately, but a low risk move that could pay dividends if they really need it to. And then the Dalen Hayes, Dalen Hayes getting released. Honestly, I didn't know the status of Dalen Hayes for a while because like, 
apparently they waived him being injured, but he was on the team on injured reserve. I didn't think he was, but he wasn't listed on the roster. So the whole Dalen Hayes situation was weird. It's an unfortunate situation. Hayes obviously grew up a Ravens fan. The whole story of him coming out of Notre Dame in the fifth round showed some promise and potential that Detroit Lions game, but just really it was he could never stay healthy. He could never stay healthy. Didn't show enough in his time, his very brief time on the field. And at this point, we we look at the outside linebacker room. We have talked about this before. We've talked about it very recently. Where what do you do there? I I, I think they need to bring in somebody else. Obviously, Dalen Hayes wasn't going to be the answer for them. You know, it's unfortunate the way it ended for him, but it just wasn't going to be the answer for Baltimore. So is it Justin Houston? Is it Jadavian Clowney? Yannick Ngakwe? Leonard Floyd? There are options for Baltimore there, but Dalen Hayes Ravens tenure, it ends as Baltimore. Let's go of him, but Josh Johnson comes in. So they add somebody and they let go of somebody. That's all I have you here today on Locked On Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, follow along in audio form. We get back here tomorrow. More Ravens talk right here. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow.